The Chicago White Sox let Tuesday night's game in Toronto get away. They had multiple chances and a realistic opportunity to tie it up and just completely blew it. Downright horrible base running in the sixth inning stalled a big White Sox rally. A silver lining was Andrew Vaughn's night at the plate. He was awesome, and we are going to need more of that in June. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Socks. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. Uh, this podcast exclusive includes engagement. Uh, use code locked on at checkout. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, uh, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Lucas Giolito had a rough end to his outing against the Blue Jays. Going to talk about that. And even without Tim Anderson, the Sox were able to get some offense going Tuesday night. Uh, But first, the White Sox are now under 500 and are beginning a difficult June schedule. Uh, State of your White Sox, 23 and 24, chasing the Twins by five games. Uh, Tuesday night was the 47th game, and it was the 47th different lineup. How about that? Uh, Sox lost to the Blue Jays 6-5. to five. Absolutely let this game get away. Uh, there was a, a moral victory parade going on in full force on the NBC Sports Chicago postgame show. Chuck Garfine was leading that parade. Um, yeah, I, I guess there was some excitement with the Sox scoring five runs despite no Tim Anderson, but I'm not for the moral victory. The Sox had that opportunity. They should have won that game. And uh, we are going to get to all uh, the problems, including that big base running situation in the sixth. Uh, Before the game, we had some information about Tim Anderson. Uh, He was placed on the 10-day IL uh, because of that groin strain. Uh, But we're hearing, uh, maybe you've heard this yourself or any of you are digging around on social media or folks that you follow, hearing maybe three weeks or so. I think Tony LaRussi even said it. It could be somewhere around that area. So it's not as bad as we thought, uh, but I'm thinking maybe more of a month. But again, that's that's better than what I was thinking, six to eight weeks. Um, there was no Mancata in the lineup. Um, Robert was reinstated from the COVID IL list, but he did not play. And Pollock uh, didn't feel well. That seemed to be the report, and he did not uh, play. So you had Danny Mendick at shortstop. 
You had Yasmani Grandal leading off. Uh huh. Let me repeat that. Yasmani Grandal led off a Tuesday's game. If you didn't see that, uh, he uh, lifetime going into the game was 0 for 7 at Rogers Center up there in Toronto. Uh, Cease and Graveman uh, did not make the trip. Uh, so here is Steve Stone on Twitter. Uh, they grabbed this post that he uh, wrote. Uh, he was not on the telecast. It was Gordon Beckham and Jason Benetti, of course. And Steve Stone uh, weighed in on Yasmani Grandal leading off. And this is uh, this was Steve Stone's post. Maybe you saw this. Uh, Let me explain the thought process behind Grandal leading off. He isn't hitting home runs or driving in runs. He is walking. Uh, Tony is trying to maximize what he's doing best now and minimize what he's doing poorly. Whatever it works or not remains to be seen. Uh, that's the reason. Um, you know, we're at a point here as we enter June. There is uh, There are four more months of baseball. And, you know, I, I am someone, and I have talked about it on this podcast, that just lives and dies with every single uh, pitch. It's painful. It's how I'm wired. I've tried to break that trend. I, I just can't do it. I have tried to be passive about White Sox games. Uh, I can't do it. it I, it's just who I am, uh, and that's fine. And I and I live with it. Uh, and it it's just it is a roller coaster. You know, there are so many ups and downs, twists and turns, and it's almost like a roller coaster you've never been on before. You don't know what is in store. Um, and I, I, there's a great quote by Hunter S. Thompson, and I don't know if you're familiar with the, uh, the author, um, he, uh, he's had some interesting quotes, uh, throughout his life. And this one I find, uh, I find pretty meaningful, uh, regarding a baseball season, especially something that we're sitting in right now in this 2022 year where the expectations were so high and, uh, the results are not at all what we were hoping for. This is a quote from Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, no sympathy for the devil. Keep that in mind. Buy the ticket, take the ride. And then if it occasionally gets a little heavier than what you had in mind, well, maybe chalk it off to force conscious expansion. Tune in, freak out, get beaten. Um, the, the part of that quote that you really should uh, focus on is buy the ticket, take the ride. And, you know, we all, as Sox fans, you know, we, we are invested in this team uh, in this season and uh, in ways that we probably didn't even realize we have bought the tickets. So just get ready to take this ride. I'm not saying you have to enjoy it. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, uh, but, you know, just we're on this. We're on this together uh, for more months. And we need guys to step up. Uh, with Tim Anderson out. Uh, they they flashed a graphic in the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago uh, with Tim Anderson since this is from 2020, right? This is this, uh, this, all these numbers are from going back to 2020. Uh, with Tim Anderson in the lineup, the White Sox are 123 and 89, and they're averaging 4.99 runs per game. Without Tim Anderson, they are 28 and 28. Um, and this is going into Tuesday night's game, 3.77 runs per game. Now that, that number 3.77 runs per game is important because even without Tim Anderson, uh, not in the lineup, nor was Luis Robert, no Yohan Mankata. I'm going to tell you all about the surprising Sox offense, 
which was led by a guy that the Sox need big games from. Uh, more on that in a moment. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that will let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting size. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry? But having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked On. That's code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Hey, we have an important favor to ask you. We've been putting uh, together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown podcasts even better. Uh, this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown podcasts. Go to LockdownPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. We really appreciate your help. Hey, let's uh, get into the White Sox offense here. Uh, it was it was interesting with Kevin Gaussman on the Hill for Toronto. He's been really good. Uh, didn't expect much from this White Sox team. I'm sure you were feeling the same way. I mean, we were we were all as a fan base, I think, pretty down uh, after losing uh, Tim Anderson. Didn't get a lot of information on the off day. Was waiting for news. Uh, I guess the the adage for Sox fans is if you don't hear anything. Well, that means it's probably even worse news. Um, and again, it could be three weeks for Anderson. Uh, it sounds like you know t uh, Tony Larusa was a little bit more positive uh, than it, and then you know what it eventually uh, could have been, which was you know maybe two months, three months, who knows? Anyway, uh, so you don't expect a lot of offense. I gave you the numbers of what the average uh, run scored. Uh, for the Sox, 3.77 when Tim Anderson is not in the lineup. And Sox went over that. Um, I'll take you to the first inning. So big opportunity for Yasmani to Grandal. He's uh, leading off. He's in that one spot. And what does he do? He strikes out. Uh, so Andrew Vaughn, who was really the the, the talk of the game, and you know, he has been having quite a season. Uh, Andrew Vaughn with a solo home run, his sixth of the year. He is a team leader in that category, putting the team on his shoulders. You just feel it. We need these guys. We need guys to step up uh, and take care of business uh, with, with Tim Anderson gone. Uh, Vaughn had an outstanding at-bat in the third. Uh, he ripped a two-out double. Fast forward to the fifth where things got interesting. Reese McGuire with a leadoff double against his former team. 
Uh, Harrison up trying to get the jab done. Grounder to second, uh, and Harrison was able to get McGuire over to third. Uh, Mendick, who was playing shortstop, he was up. He gets the jab done with a double. Uh, game was tied at two. Uh, Yasmani up with one out. Uh, he had a he worked a three zero count. Okay, and and this is one of the reasons why. To Stone's point, he was in in, in that leadoff spot because he can walk. Well, he had a three zero count, uh, and he ended up striking out, uh, which was unfortunately a theme for Yasmani Grandal on Tuesday night. Uh, so Vaughn comes up with two outs. He gets a base hit RBI. Sacks up 3-2. Uh, that was exciting right there because Vaughn at that point was a triple away uh, from the cycle. Big fifth inning for uh, the White Sox. Uh, sixth inning, uh, Sheets with a leadoff bloop single over the shortstop's head. Th- this is the inning where things get really weird and really wild. Uh, so Sheets has this little duck snort into center field over the shortstop's head. He gets on, and then a single from Ingle. So you've got runners on second and first, nobody out. Uh, McGuire, this seems to be the revenge game for him. Uh, he hits his second double of the night. It's 6-4, Blue Jays. White Sox knocking on the door. Still nobody out. Uh, Harrison up with runners on third and second. Uh, you've got to have a productive at-bat here. We've been talking about it forever. On this podcast, you have been yelling it uh, at the TV and, and talking it to, to other Sox fans in your life. Got to be productive with runners in scoring position. Uh, he was able to draw a walk. Okay, so you got bases loaded, uh, nobody out. Uh, Blue Jays bringing in a new pitcher. It's that Submariner. Uh, Mendix up. He puts something in play. Runner scores. It's six five. Blue Jays. Sox within one. Still just one out. Uh, Yaz is up, and this is where things get really interesting because unfortunately, it features two guys that had some really good offensive nights. Um, McGuire and Mendick uh, were able to provide uh, for the White Sox with the bat, and then things just got all kinds of crazy on the base paths. Um, I, I mean, if you're like me, you're still scratching your head here on Wednesday morning. Like, how how did that happen? Was did who who's in charge here? I mean, was that a big league situation? So Yasmani's up, and he drives one. Finally, he gets a hold of one uh, out to left field, deep, almost to the warning track, and we thought, great. We got a sack fly. This is going to be easy. Uh, McGuire is trotting in. And while he's trotting in, he's kind of watching what's developing as Danny Mendick, who was on first base, is tagging up, trying to advance to second base. Well, before Reese McGuire was able to cross home plate, the Blue Jays tagged Danny Mendick out at second base. What in the world is going on? Two, okay, so Mendick is going to get a lot of the blame on that one because th- there is no reason why he needs to advance. That ball was hit deep into left field. Okay, but you, Mendick, don't really matter too much. You got Vaughn on deck. You know, he's been mashing this game. Stay where you're at. We need to tie this game. Okay, what's Daryl Boston doing at first base, by the way? I, I, I'm still trying to figure out some clarity. It, it seems like Mendick apologized to Tony Larusa, but what was was Daryl Boston maybe saying something to Mendick like, "Stay on this base. You do not need to advance." Now, hey, 
this was probably going to be more a Danny Mendick situation, uh, but Reese McGuire, buddy, if you watch the replay, Reese McGuire is not running full steam home. And probably to his credit, he's thinking, well, no, in no way is Danny Mendick trying to advance to second. Why, why would he be trying to advance? And, you know, if he was running a little harder, if he was truly hustling, I think he beats that tag slightly. That run scores in the socks uh, are tied up at six. It was deflating. It was confusing. Um, that has been, unfortunately, a theme with the Chicago White Sox team, wouldn't you say? Base running. Base running problems, whether it's Joe McEwing, you know, deciding to send people that have no chance uh, to score uh, or guys, you know, just confused on the base paths. I, it's happened way too many times. Um, and that, that Tuesday night, that, in, that issue and, and the sixth inning, remember that because I, I, I just haven't seen anything quite like it in a long time. But that is the theme, right, of the 2022 White Sox season. You're going to see something different, and it's not always going to be a good thing every night. Um, uh, you know, a shame because, like I said, McGuire and Mendick really took care of themselves offensively, which was great. Uh, but they combined for just one of the more confusing base running situations uh, in the sixth inning. Uh, I still don't know what was what what role did Daryl Boston have there too. Um, eighth inning, uh, we had uh, we had a couple threats here in the eighth and ninth. Two outs, uh, two men on in the eighth with Yasmani up, and he grounds out to end that threat. Uh, ninth inning, who else but Vaughn? Uh, flops one in short center for his fourth hit of the night. Abreu up. He had a base hit. Abreu was hitting the ball well on Tuesday night. Two on, nobody out in the ninth. Here we go. Jake Berger, the hero from Sunday, uh, swings away at the first pitch and grounds into a double play. And then Gavin Sheets, um, bullish on Gavin Sheets. He strikes out. Uh, to end all of that. Here is the offensive line. Uh, five runs, 13 hits for our Chicago White Sox. Three for 11 with runners in scoring position. Uh, four extra base hits, which is nice. Uh, Yasmani Grandal in that leadoff position. 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. Uh, Vaughn, 4 for 5. Two RBIs, triple short of the cycle. We need more of that from Andrew Vaughn. He is going to have to carry this team offensively for a while. Uh, Lucas Giolito could just not get the job done. Uh, I'll recap his outing, and I'm going to tell you uh, about Michael Kopech. He is coming back uh, on the mound. More on that uh, in a moment. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. A bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. A bet online where the game starts. So, Sox fall to the Blue Jays six to five. And uh, unfortunately, Giolito credited with all six of those runs uh, coming in uh, to Tuesday night's game. Uh, Giolito had eight starts under his belt in 2022. He had an ERA of 2.66 for the month of May. He's been pitching well. And he was sharp at the beginning. You know, he 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 had some traffic on the base paths, but he was getting the job done. 
He had that fastball working in the first inning, had a couple strikeouts, only 18 pitches. Um, in the second, he gave up a two-run home run to Kirk. And you know, it's kind of been the theme with Giolito. When things aren't going well, he gives up that early home run, whether it's the first or second inning. Uh, two-run homer off of, I believe it was a changeup to Kirk. Allowed some action on the base paths in the third, but got out of a jam. Five strikeouts, 50 pitches after three. Uh, fifth inning is where things really unraveled for Giolito. Uh, he came out uh, with 67 pitches on the arm. Uh, Sox, you know, previously, you got to remember in the in the fifth inning, top of their fifth, Sox had just scored two runs to take the lead. So you want to make it a quick inning, get your team right back into the uh, dugout. But there were problems. Uh, George Springer singled. Uh, Bichette hit a ground rule double runners on third and second with one out and you got Vlad Jr. up and he struck out uh, so now you've got two outs and you look like okay Giolito's got the magic he might get out of this uh, he had Hernandez up who had doubled already uh, in the game and he doubles again he beat Giolito again uh, Ingle tried to make a catch in left center and boy man he face planted trying to make this catch. It looked like he was doing that old planking thing from a decade ago or whenever that was popular. His arm kind of got wrapped underneath his chest. He was face first on the turf. It was 4-3 Blue Jays at that point. Gia was at 91 pitches, battling, trying to put Kirk away, uh, but he hits his second home run of the game. You just can't let him beat you again. 6-3. Uh, Blue Jays at that point, uh, you know, Blue Jays can score in a hurry. Uh, Gio's day was done, could not get out of the fifth. Uh, Giolito gave up four runs with two outs and let Kirk beat him twice in the game. Uh, not good. His final line, four and two-thirds innings, eight hits, six earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts, two home runs. He threw 99 pitches. Giolito's got an ERA now of 3.61. Um Lopez came in after Giolito, uh, was able to minimize the damage getting out of that inning. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he pitched pretty well uh, when he had an opportunity. There was some threats, but again, all runs really attributed uh, to Giolito. Uh, Wednesday, hopefully the Sox turn the page here. It's a 6.07 uh, p.m. game time, uh, Chicago time. Michael Kopech returns to the Hill. It'll be his ninth start. Uh, Kopech threw his first eight starts, 1.29 ERA, 39 strikeouts in 42 innings. Remember, his last start was against the New York Yankees. It was the second game of that doubleheader sweep in New York. It was that ESPN game. Kopech was magical that game. Seven innings, one hit, two walks, six strikeouts, and zero runs. Last time, though, Kopech pitched against Toronto was August 26th of last year. Of course, it was coming out of the bullpen. He pitched one and one-thirds innings, six hits, five earned runs. Got to do better this time. It's a whole different Michael Kopech, though. As a starter, whole different situation. I'm expecting big things from Kopech, and uh, let's see if Vaughn can continue uh, his offensive output on Wednesday. Sox need to get back in the win column, get back to 500. 
Hey, folks, really appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked On White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Appreciate you making Lockdown White Sacks your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, uh, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Kopech's outing and hopefully be talking about a White Sacks winner. Uh, thank you so, ma- so much for making time for the Lockdown White Sacks podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time. Go Sacks.